Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O Face Wrestling. Rihanna and myself are joined by Rache Chanel today. So how are you doing today, Rache? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on the podcast. No Welcome. problem at all. I had your former tag team partner on Flex Rated on the show months ago. And, you know, I've been wanting to have you on the show since then. Yes. So it's been a long time coming. So I'm really excited to do this today. Thanks. Exciting. So, Brianna, did you want to start with the first question? Uh, I don't know. I feel like we have, you know, all the time we do our podcasts and we speak with wrestlers, we always start with the age old, you know, how'd you get into wrestling? And I know that was one of your questions. So yes. I'm going to let you go first. Or oh, unless you want to answer the question, you let us know, like, how you got into wrestling. Um, and, um, you know, how's your experience been so far? Well, I started uh, wrestling in 2008. That's when I first started training. And so, you know, it's, it's been a long journey for me, <laughs> but I'm still, I'm still doing it. So I've basically been based in the Texas area, wrestling um, locally in Houston and in Dallas. So it's been, it's been a great experience so far. Gotcha. Makes sense. I'm glad you enjoy it. We enjoy watching you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. I try to have fun. <laughs> so I, have, I have to ask, where in Texas have you trained at? I've trained at uh, Booker T's Reality Wrestling. I trained at uh, DFW All Pro in Dallas um, and Humble Texas All-Star Wrestling. Those are the main places, yeah. Okay, so I saw a picture um, when I interviewed Danny B on the show. She had sent me like a little group photo, and I believe you were in that photo um, with Ember Moon. Is that or is that someone else? Yeah, maybe so. I'm, I might have to, you know, check into it, but I'm pretty sure that was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I saw that, I was like, because I was look that photo came up, and I was like, hold up, that looks like Roche. But, yeah, that's um, her. <laughs> <laughs> so how? So tell me a little bit about training with Booker T, because I've heard nothing but good things about training, you know, with him. So I just want to hear your point of view, just, you know, working with him. I would say um, you kind of have to have an open mind, you know, working with Booker, because like you may come in, you know, have your own idea. Like he may give you feedback or criticism and either you can kind of take it or you can kind of be like, well, I'm just going to do my own thing. So it's, it's more of a learning experience. I would say, but he's, you know, just, it's just an experience that you have to have, you know, for yourself. I can't really speak for other people, but <laughs> that's just my own experience. Yeah, he seems like someone who, from what I've heard, just really cares about growing, you know, the his students. Like, it's not one yeah. of those, like... I want to collect your paycheck, you know, know, and I can make my money. It's like, I really want to develop and help these people out. Like he, he breaks everything down and really shows you every little thing and every little move that someone does and explains Mm -hmm. it in any so detail. And I'm like thinking like, that's, that's really cool because you need teachers like that. Like, cause I've heard, I've heard a lot of shady stories too about, you know, school, they just want your money, you know, and they, and they want to keep you there as long as possible, you know? Yeah. Stuff like that. So, I mean, with him, it doesn't seem to be like that, which is really cool. Seems like a really, you know, good guy and all. And, um, I mean, yeah, like, you know, 
being able to be based in Texas and be able to learn from someone like him is great because not everyone could travel to like, you know, travel to different schools. So having such a good school and the teacher there in Texas, I think that's really great. And also it's like the students at his school, they're very hungry, I would say. Like they, they go to the gym, they're putting in extra hours. So kind of like Booker, his, his mindset kind of reflects back on the students as well because they're gonna, they're the ones who are putting the hours in, making sure that they look good for reality wrestling as well. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like, you know, you need to give yourself that image because if you don't, who's going to want to train with you? Who's going to want to pay you to teach them? You know what I mean? So it's always good to, have, you know, to um, just be looked at so highly among people so you can, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it, but um, I, think you, I think you know where I'm going with that, you know, but yeah. So Brianna, do you want to? No, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, you know, you, I feel like, you know, you've come a long way considering now that we see you on AEW Dark and yeah. like, and honestly, I don't hear a single bad thing. Like people love you. you and love your in-character, um, you know, persona. And you've actually fought now against, um, you know, our now AEW champ and our former AEW champ, um, Nyla. And then, you know, now is um, Sheeta. So I was very interested to hear, um, you know, kind of, what your experience was like, um, you know, being in the ring with both ladies and how did, how is it the same? Were there any differences? Um, I guess we'd be interested to, to hear about that experiences. Well, the thing is like, I didn't really think I would be going against Sheena or Nyla. Like I'm like all dark or anything like that. So I was kind of shocked when I saw my name on the production board, like I'm going to get Sheena, I'm going to, I'm like, really? <laughs> Is this really happening? That's big, but it it really was um it was a, a good experience for in the Sheeta situation. I think there was more. I really didn't know what to expect, but Cody told me that he just wanted me to work my character, and mm -hmm. so character <laughs> like I got you, <laughs> and so that's when I did the the cold spot with uh, mm -hmm. Sheeta on the rose with the cold. So that was you know I was like well. Awesome. That's that's something I can do as far as like working my character with Nyla with the size difference. It was more you know showing her power and me just you know if I can get something in, I'm coming mm -hmm. in with that big face wash like I'm coming in with that knee to <laughs> like foot foot to the face. So that's what I came in with with uh, for that match. Just, that's so cool considering that both of them like they don't just put like anybody against those two. Right. right? That's just, what I was the... thinking. So I'm like, hold up, <laughs> like, <laughs> what's going? Yeah, I mean, he's just lucky to that, you know, thinking, being in your shoes of just, like, getting a phone call, like, hey, you're going to go up against Sheeta tonight, and you're just like, hold on, what? <laughs> and then you're all going against Nyla, like, double what? Like, do that in. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> I know there's some people on the roster who still haven't gone up against those two, so, Bye. you know, definitely see some potentials some stuff coming out of there i hope we can continue to see you in aw you know dark and then beyond me on dynamite yes. and in the new video game so <laughs> hold up aw's having a video game yeah they just really they just released the, i um, had no idea I, that shows how out of tune in the video game world i am yep they they did their announcement two days ago oh i might have to buy that 
Yeah, you just look at the, the trailer looks pretty cool. Like I, I that would definitely be something I would buy. But um, yeah, on to to your question, JC. Okay, so now going back to AEW Dark, how did you get that opportunity to even wrestle for AEW? Oh, great question. And I'm honestly, I'm. I'm thankful for the opportunity because like it's by the grace of God. <laughs> like I got in contact with the 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 talent agent person. So I got in contact with him and thankfully, you know, he responded to the message and I was able to make that debut. So I'm I'm truly thankful <laughs> that I got the opportunity to work for AEW. Awesome. So, so sorry, you go ahead. <laughs> I was saying, so tell me about the experience for wrestling with AEW, you know, because obviously it's, you know, being filmed and all that's a little bit different than the yeah. So just kind of tell me about, like, the process and everything that you had to go through to work with them. Well, like I said, working at, um, at Booker's Reality Wrestling, you do get a uh, TV experience. So I kind of have, you know, during my, you know, over 10 years span, like just having that TV experience and having the confidence that, you know, I can, I can work a TV show. So just believing in myself, that mm-hmm. kind of helped. Uh, as long as you, I know the hard cam, I know, you know, different angles, things like that. So it's also just having a good attitude going into, you know, being backstage and being friendly and being professional. So that, that also is all in one encompassing. <laughs> you have to have a different mindset, everything, just, just being, being prepared, I would say. Yeah, and we hear that a lot, though, from, like, different wrestlers, and we ask them, like, you know, how did you, you get into it, but also, like, how is it backstage, and, you know, how do you kind of work your way up? It's, like, the biggest, I think the most we hear, JT, is, like, you know, having a good attitude and being nice and polite backstage and being good to work with has been, like, 80% of that, of, of, of the job. It's just like eighty percent of that effort is just being a decent person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm first of all, like if you have a bad attitude, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you won't be coming back. <laughs> so, That's what I was saying. So if, they, if like the locker room doesn't like you, then mm-hmm. you can just forget it. You know. <laughs> so yeah, you know what they had. At least have that knocked against you already going into you know being an extra talent. Because I was literally just recording with um, Robin Reed last night, and she, because she's head of creative with um, Mission Pro Wrestling, and she, I was asking her, like, what kind of stuff do you look for when it comes to recruiting people to your promotion? And she had mentioned, you know, like, your attitude, your reputation, stuff like that, because you don't want, like, toxic, toxicity in that locker room because then it just causes tension, and it just makes it hard to put on a good show because she was explaining, like, all, there was nothing but good vibes back, you know, backstage for the tournament out of hell event and everything just flowed so well. And it was such a fun show because everyone got along, everyone worked yeah. well with each other. And that's kind of what you need. And not even in the best way to kind of, you know, the best examples, like at your work environment, like regardless of where you work, if you have people not getting along and just, gossiping about each other and all that it makes makes the work environment so hard to work in and so you have to kind of translate that to you know the locker room for wrestling and is it's the same way you know it's it's the same thing you know just a different kind of environment yeah that is your work exactly yeah so um i was gonna kind of uh 
steer the direction of the conversation in a different place of kind of understanding more about you outside of the ring, but was, um, I know you very much into fashion. Um, And so I think um, for both me and JT, we were just kind of like, you know, what got you into fashion? What's your favorite part about it? What's your least favorite part about it? Just learning more about Shay. Yes. <laughs> well, most mostly, like, my character is based off of, like, Whitney Houston off of Bodyguard <laughs> and uh, Raging <laughs> off of the new single. So I kind of just kind of merged those two and just kind of evolved into my own character. Mm-hmm. So I, re- I really, I'm really into fashion, but it's more so of my persona that I want to uh, present to the fans. But I'm big into the wigs as well. <laughs> so I have different wigs. You named but I'm, I'm, I'm wearing one as well. <laughs> yeah, if you go I on, have fun wearing it. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. I know that um, when I was looking at your Instagram a couple of days ago, um, I was seeing that you, like, had pictures of them and you, like, were naming them. I was like, I thought that was really <laughs> yes. cute because you gave them names. Yeah. Because I would do the same thing. I think that's the best way to keep track of them. I know. Well, my, my persona, I'm the woman of a thousand wigs. Mm-hmm. So this this is Estelle. Okay. Uh, this this is Blondie. Blondie. This is London. London hasn't been seen yet, but she'll be on TV soon. <laughs> oh, I'm excited then. <laughs> so That's pretty yes. cool. Jay-Z, any questions or comments? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I really can't relate to that part because, you know, I don't, I really don't even have hair, but, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I hear all the time, a lot of wrestlers, they base their character off of themselves, just like times like a hundred. So, I mean, that makes sense. You are really in the fashion. So why not portray that character? Just, you know, up it up a little bit. So I think that's cool. I would do the same thing if I were a wrestler, I'd probably be like a gamer, just little intense like maybe kind of like tjp what he used to do in wwe or something like that but it has to be you at the right because you if you're trying to force a character on yourself that's not you it's going to translate to the fans and they're gonna they're not gonna see through that exactly so when like you know wrestlers like you you can tell that you know you're really into your character and your persona because of how well you portray it and it makes it fun even if it's something that a fan can't really relate to it's still as fun you know just because you can see they're having fun and that's what we you know fans want we want to be entertained we want to have fun watching the product and you know every time i see you come out in your entrance you know i get excited because i just see how excited you are and and i love your theme song by the way i'm just gonna throw that out there (laughs) it's very like energetic and like you know it just makes me just want to dance and i'm not good at dancing so you're not going to see that on camera but (laughs) (laughs) so brianna did you ask the last question or was it me I asked the last one. You asked the last one? Okay. (laughs) So now my question for you. So what about yourself that, you know, fans don't know about that you would want them to know about you? Hmm. What do I want to share? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's why I said that you would want fans to know about you. Well, I'm into, uh, I listen to a lot of motivational speakers, like uh, Eric Thomas, E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher, uh, Terrence Belfoy. So I like listening to motivational speakers. 
Interesting. I, I mean, me personally, I like to, like, read, like, positive quotes. Like, yeah. anyone who follows me on, like, my personal Twitter, I, like, I, I like to make it a thing that at least every day I like to find the positive or motivational quote to post because it makes me feel good about myself when I read, you know, a quote, and I feel like, you know, maybe I could help out other people too. But I, I, I get where you're coming from. You know, you like the, you know, listen to motivational speakers and it kind of helps motivate you, positivity, all that kind of stuff. So I think that's pretty cool. Given that, like, you know, um, any type of positive affirmation is really good for your mental health. So I know that, you know, doing something like wrestling that can be very taxing on both your body but also your mind and um you know the more that you can you know uh, believe in yourself self-care in the sense of you know mental uh mental perspective of just you know you know i guess you can do this uh, i i think there is very much benefit from doing that so and I see JT's tweets, so they're very, they can be very helpful. It's very, very, like, you can do it. Don't feed into the negativity. And I'm just like, you know what, JT, you're right. I'm not going to feed into the negativity today. Because <laughs> we all know you see a lot of that on Twitter. So I try to um, kind of filter some of that out with, you know, some of the positive tweets. And you ain't lying. <laughs> so, avoid toxicity, not just in the locker room, but in your personal life. Just avoid toxicity. <laughs> all of it. Exactly. It's hard to avoid, but we try our best. Yeah, sometimes you just have to remove yourself from it. Like, even when I, like, stop, you know, work, you know, being on Facebook, I feel like a ten times better, like, just being able to kind of know that that stuff is out there and just be like, you know what, I don't have to do that today. It's like, that's how you do it. But any who's, um, in terms of if he got back into wrestling, um, do you have like a favorite wrestling move that you like to perform in the ring? I like doing <laughs> when I was uh, at AEW when I had the match with Nyla. I she was in the corner and I came back with the face wash, mm-hmm. and so like st- my foot actually the boot actually hit the camera, <laughs> and so it's like boot to camera type thing. So I think that was a pretty fun fun move that I I like doing. Awesome. I think everyone has like their favorite little thing that they like to do in the ring, and you can definitely tell when it's like mm-hmm. they're in their element. They're like, "Oh yes, I get to do my move." Yeah. <laughs> but things like you can't do everybody's move. Like, well, like moves I can do on the indies. Like I do the code breaker. I do like a a variation of a V trigger. But I can't do that mm-hmm. at AEW. So I just find what I can do <laughs> and work with. <laughs> <laughs> well, it should get you to be creative, and you can, like, come up mm-hmm. with, with new things. I mean, that's something that a lot of people right. um, fail to realize that people like, you know, fans like to see is, like, you know, what's your, what is your significant special move that you, only you have? And it's, like, everyone right. is different, so it makes it really fun to watch people in the ring when they're mm-hmm. not, like, doing the same things that, you know, 10 other people are doing. So it makes right. sense. Yeah, I think it's interesting how creative, like, a lot of wrestlers are getting nowadays, because it's, I feel like it's hard to create something new, like, move-wise, because they're, like, everything's been done, but now it's, like, as, you know, time has been going by and decades, and now we're seeing different moves, because back in, like, the 80s and 90s, you saw the leg drops and the elbow drops, now you're seeing all these flippy things and all this crazy stuff, so I feel like wrestling's evolving, and it has to, to stay fresh. 
So I always love when I see something, you know, new that you really don't see. Like when I first saw Ember Moon's Eclipse, I was just like mind boggled. I was like, how do you do that? Like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of stuff like that. So I think that's always neat when you can find something that you really don't see often or at all. But so you asked the last one, right, Brianna? I did. Okay. Oh my God. Cause I keep, I get lost sometimes. All right, so now my question for you is, what is your favorite and least favorite thing about being a professional wrestler? Some noise in the background. <laughs> so, I think, I it's okay. Okay. Um, my least favorite or my favorite, uh, most favorite. Okay. Um, I met some friends. So I make some friends in wrestling, which mm-hmm. is good. Um, when you can have like people you can kind of be open with and kind of, you know, they can understand and relate to, you know, like your struggle or, you know, what you're going through. So that's, that's something I really like about the wrestling business. Uh, something I don't like <laughs> is like, um, um, there's like not a manual that when you sign up to be a pro wrestler, that's going to be like, okay, um, you won't see your family as much. Um, you might get injured and possibly, you know, never be able to live your dream or, you know, it's just so many sacrifices and so much patience that it takes that no one really tells you of like the first day of training. <laughs> like uh, you need to have patience, patience, patience. So this is, it's just a, a lifelong journey, I think to be a pro wrestler. It's not really an easy, it's not as easy as, you know, you think, oh, once you have a dream, but it's not going to be like an easy, you know, ride to the top. That's a good point. So sometimes, you know, with wrestling, there's definitely, um, you know, the, the tomorrow is really not granted in terms of, you know, where you can go um, to pursue your dreams. And, you know, especially, you know, given the climax of the world today, I mean, um, yeah it sucks that there's no manual of like if mm. a happens you can do right, B. right you know it always leaves room for you to you know i guess the good side of that is that you know you can continue to see that you have good judgment and you know whatever choices that you make hopefully your fans will um support you no matter no matter what and um you can always say that you tried to you know live out your dreams and you've got you know where you wanted to be or maybe you didn't but you tried um and that really applies for a lot of different things but i'm sure with wrestling it's definitely true Yeah, wrestling is definitely a lot more challenging what people think it is because unlike, you know, like if you were trying to be like a football player, a baseball player, you're on a team and the team travels together. You have transportation for you. Wrestling, you're an independent contractor. You have to make your own travels and a lot of, you know, promotions may or may not pay for your travel expenses. So you have to, you know, kind of do that on your own and it life's rough and also if you're an independent contractor and you get hurt you're not getting paid you know if you're signed with wwe i don't know how things work with them if you get hurt but you still have some kind of financial income right. coming in as far as independent contractors you don't and you have to find other way to get revenue um depending on you know if you have another job you know 
you know, because some wrestlers, that's all they do. You know, they wrestle and they may not have that side job or anything like that. So it's, mm-hmm. it's tough. And it's, it, you know, even with the training, you know, from what I heard, it's, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot on the body. It's a lot of time. I mean, like you said, you have to be really patient with it. And just, you know, after all the, you know, the time I spent interviewing all you wrestlers and stuff like that, I've really learned a lot about the wrestling business and mm-hmm. I've grown to have a much higher appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. Cause if you're just, you know, your regular fan watching WWE impact on TV, you're not going to really know all these things. You're just going to think that, Oh, it's like football. You just mm-hmm. you know, somehow you get into it. You know, you don't realize how mm-hmm. hard and tough it is. And it's a lot tougher than, you know, trying to be a football player or, basketball or whatever like that it's yeah you know what I mean there is the training isn't as common as other sports and stuff like that out there you know you if you're lucky enough to have a wrestling school in your city then you're good but if not then you know you have to travel you know once Mm -hmm. again like I know I mentioned Ember Mute a few times but she apparently had to travel like six hours to go train with Booker T or something like that so it, it, the struggle is real and you know I definitely appreciate everything that you all do to you know entertain us and you know all that yeah um I would probably say my last question would be um you know what is your dream match like if you could have any match any pay-per-view or on tv um what would it be and who would you like to have that match against <laughs> oh my goodness so so many options um i definitely I will want to <laughs> um not i would like to have a, a ladder match that's that's a dream match of mine mm-hmm. to work in a, a ladder match now this may be far-fetched but <laughs> my my dream opponents would probably be like an intergender type match mm-hmm. and so like my dream opponents would be honestly my dream opponents would be like a jonathan gresham Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan. Those are like my dream opponents. Wow. Yeah. JT, what do you think about the ladder match against Seth Rollins? <laughs> oh, that would be fun. Just don't just don't make it an eye for an eye match because we've seen what he could do in those types <laughs> of matches. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like I think that would be really fun. I wish WWE did more intergender matches, mm-hmm. but I mean, if Dang. you had a ladder match versus Seth Rollins, I'm sure that match would be the bomb. I would Thanks. watch it. <laughs> yeah, I would watch it too. I would pay the, the old school $50 pay-per-view fees to watch that. Yeah, that's Thanks. a pay-per-view match. Like, no lie. That 100%. Thanks. So um, your final question is kind of similar to my final question in a way. Um, so my last question for you would be, when it's all said and done, mm-hmm. what's your end game with wrestling? Like, what do you want to accomplish and where you want to be at? Wow. I guess, like, being being uh, in the business for so long, like, it, it has definitely changed from, like, my motives and my why from years ago like now at this point I kind of want to help the next generation I guess and kind of you know if people can see me being successful mm-hmm. and it if it inspires somebody else I guess that you know I, I achieve something <laughs> like if I help inspire somebody else because like it does take for me I am a person of faith and for me to you know keep going on my journey and not give up 
if that inspires somebody else, I guess, I guess that is, you know, a, a big goal of mine to help inspire the next generation. You definitely could like do um, like training. That would definitely be like something that could encompass that mm-hmm. goal. Yeah. When you think, think. Yeah, it, like it when it comes to like stuff like that, you don't, don't necessarily have to like be a trainer. Just kind of like working oh, with the younger talent in the ring and just kind of teaching them things here and there. Just stuff like that, like. And I like that too about you because like you're not being selfish. It's not like one of those yeah. me 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 thing until the right. day I end my career. Like you know, I, I'm, gonna <laughs> throw him, I'm gonna throw him under the bus, but Hawk Hogan was very much like that. Like he was 50 years old and he couldn't even put over a young upcoming Randy Orton. So it's like I, I like when wrestlers have that mentality that they want to give back to the next generation because me too you know it it, it's not about any one person it's about the business and it's about you know growing the business and growing other people too I mean you can succeed and still have a place in the business even after you're done you know like Brianna mentioned you could be a trainer you know or you could work for another promotion backstage stuff you know commentary there's like a million other things and I just I I like the whole like giving back part and that's a really nice thing that you um kind of mindset you have right but also it's more more so as far as like um like when I was a kid the first wrestler I saw Shawn Michaels and mm-hmm. so, like, watching him inspired me to be a wrestler. He, he doesn't even know me. But, like, he inspired me to, to be a wrestler and to have my dream. So maybe, like, somebody sees me being successful. They see me like, oh, my goodness, she went through that. And she's from this. And, you know, she's not really from a prestigious, you know, such and such. But she's, you know, successful. And that might inspire somebody else. Because I'm from New Orleans. And so you don't really see that many, you know, successful people from New Orleans. Like, there's jazz, there's, you know, Ricky Sparks, but to see me also trying to do something that might help somebody from a small town or something like that. Yeah, it only really takes, like, that one big person to really be like, hey, you can do this, and uh, that can send someone over the moon for, like, years, like, I can do this because this person told me I could. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely good, like, having someone like you, like, because people would say, oh, well, she's from New Orleans. I'm from New Orleans. I can, you know, I can make a big two. I could be on AEW. I could be doing this. I could be doing that. So it's always that, you know, kind of like that, that, that feeling of hope, you know, that, you know, you know, that this isn't, I, I don't have to be stuck here. You know, I can go out there and venture off and do other things with my life. So I think that's pretty cool. Yes. Well... Brianna, I think that wraps up our questions for Rashi. Um, it was really it fun, was. though. It was. It was a very good conversation, as our podcasts normally are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's always it's always neat hearing like everyone's story because we get asked the same question to every single wrestler, but we always get a different answer. So I think that's always fun mm-hmm. learning more and just kind of hearing your story and putting putting everything out there like it's it's always a, a, a neat little experience for us and learning the lore of like everybody you see on tv it's very mm-hmm. interesting because like I, I haven't done any podcasts before really so like people can kind of learn more about Rashisha. and now this will be the podcast that they'll see it'll be like this is yes <laughs> <laughs> And it was us. That's it was us. Oh, face. 
So, Roche Chanel, did you want to share anything with any of the listeners before we uh, wrap up this episode? Any of your social media, any upcoming merch, or any merch that you're just trying to get Ooh. out there? Let's see. What do I have coming up? Well, I am building my YouTube channel. Nice. So, Miss um, Roche Chanel, uh, that's my YouTube and hopefully I can kind of build it up. And I'm working on like maybe a, a fictitious <laughs> like um, YouTube series. And hopefully it'll be airing soon. Oh, that's uh -oh. awesome. No, you got to subscribe. That's what that means. Yeah, you better subscribe, Brianna, because I think I already subscribed to yeah. your YouTube. If not, I'm going to do that right after this recording. And I'll definitely promote it for you on our social media platforms. Same. Same. Um, <laughs> that was funny. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Roche, on O Face Wrestling. It was really fun. Um, thank you all for tuning in to today, uh, today's episode. Um, just make sure you sub us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and uh, thank you once more, um, Roche, for joining us today. And Brianna, I know you're not thank here every episode, but it's always fun when you're with us. Of course. I'm always loving the podcast life. <laughs> O-Face podcast life, O-Face squad. Um, we love, you know, we love supporting indies. We love supporting, um, you know, women's wrestling in general. And, you know, got some big plans coming up for um, the beginning of 2021. So make sure you all stay tuned for all that. Thank you all for tuning in.